Okay. Start. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Not you. Not yet. Hold on. I just want to make sure it's it's working. Come on. Good. Okay, yeah, we're live. All right, cool. Oh. All right. Not no no not oh. not live. Oh, live. No, Sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. Um I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. Hey, guys. I'm pretty chill today. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, been... I mean, not by yeah. me and James. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> at time of recording, uh, Hurricane Ada, Tropical Storm Ada, big nasty thing Ada called Ada is outside trying to blow mm-hmm. our houses down. So, so the if... fear of death is kind of mellowing you out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. nice, mellow uh, hurricane. So, so here's the thing uh, about yeah. Star Wars Squadrons. It had a lot of hype going into it. It did. And mm-hmm. I like flight-esque games. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about Flight Simulator. We've talked about Elite Dangerous. I like games where I get to play with my joystick. I'm very fond of playing with my joystick Hey-o. all the time, every day. Oh, and that's a lot. So, but the thing that's weird about Squadrons is like, with like Elite Dangerous, I kind of get to like immerse myself and I get my joystick out and I'm like, yeah, I'm in it. And I'm like, I'm getting my like, ship and I'm like, I'm in this world. And uh, and then with Squadrons, it's more like, I don't know, you just, it's beautiful. It's like really cool effects and sound and um, like voiceovers are great and like you get a cool Star Wars feel when you're playing it. But then, like, you just kind of play around and you uh, shoot some ships and then uh, you're done. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was lacking a lot. I, to me. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. Now, I, I was yeah. also super, super excited for this game. I, I think previously, uh, previously on the Good Games podcast, I think we were talking about some Star Wars game. And I mentioned that my all-time favorite Star Wars game is uh, 1993's TIE Fighter. Uh, like the old ass DOS flight simulator. That is my all time favorite Star Wars game. Maybe my all time favorite PC game. I fucking love that game. So it was super, super hyped going in for this game. And one of the things, and I think they did, by and large, they did a great job. First of all, I can't believe this game exists. I cannot believe that in the year of our Lord 2020, that EA, one of the biggest game developers made a flight simulator in the year 2020 that's uh, with the star wars ip that's crazy which is why i said this game would never exist uh but i'm glad to be proven wrong but yeah one of the things that kind of didn't it kind of got lost in translation is that like the original 1993 tie fighter is like super obsessed like ultra obsessed with immersion it is like flight simulator capital simulator capital s in simulator and it it like like ev- everything about that game so like even when you pull up 
the like menu to like fuck around with the graphics options or to like you know change your screen resolution the menu the way they've designed the menu is like your pilot is like looking down at his like little star wars flight pad and he's like on his flight pad like little tiny details like that that are like oh like i'm still in this world like like everything is like Like you are the pilot yes yes um and yeah i i can kind of get with you there like this game is kind of just like hey let's let's fly around and blow shit up like don't (laughs) yeah which is fine it's the graphics the... are fantastic. I mean, yes. that was my yes. my big pull from it. Like it was yes. very, like Leo said, it was very beautiful looking. You know, you could see, oh. it's like the backgrounds and all that. Um, but beautiful. Yeah, but I, the the actual flying and fighting just I I don't know. I felt that was not so. I mean, it was fine. Not like it was horrible. And I'm sure it's better if you play. I don't know with like a joystick and. Like throttle and probably have a VR headset on. Like I'm sure it feels great, but it feels a little bit more like like um like an attraction, like like at a you know at an arcade or something. Like if you had a cool setup, you would enjoy. You'd pay a dollar fifty and you'd get to play a round of space fighting, and then like you're you'd be done. You know, where like it's like it's like the Michael Bay of Star Wars space flight games and i want more like a peter jackson fantasy immersion long like thing yeah you know it was very short-lived i feel like yeah yeah story-wise oh especially story oh especially story but even just even like look at elite dangerous right like you don't do anything in elite dangerous i mean (laughs) you you just yeah you fly around for hours trying to figure out what to do but but that's the point i could spend hours doing nothing in that game but it feels like I'm in. It's like I'm there doing nothing, and I don't know why that that makes me want to do it more. Yeah, it's it's weird, I, and I don't know. One of the things I was worried about, even after this game was announced, was uh, I was like, "There's no fucking way it's going to be a flight simulator. It's going to be like an action arcade game, like right. like the, more like the more in line with like the Rogue Squadron games, which also would have been fine." That's not what we got. We got like there is a lot of mechanical depth like this both the skill floor and the skill ceiling in this game are very high sure. it, it is not an easy game to pick up and play and <laughs> no. it is, it is <laughs> not an easy game to master by any and i kind of thought like oh that's what makes it a flight simulator and i guess it does but like you're right there's just it's hard to figure out but there's something you just don't I don't get that sense of immersion when I play that game. Something like Elite Dangerous is like a, that's what I consider a, a true space simulator, right? Like mm-hmm. a space mm-hmm. flight simulator. And there's so much that goes into providing an immersive experience to the player to, to create that simulation. And this game just, it, it really did a lot of good things with how combat feels mm-hmm. and how f- flight feels. Like it feels cool, it's difficult, that's good. But like if this was just a part of a greater game that involved like walking through the space station and being able to like, you know, see other players or like, I don't know, have other like immerse like an economy or something and trading and you know, other like these are things that, that was pro- totally probably out of scope for this game. But like if this game was a small portion of that greater game, we'd have like the next 
you know, Eve online or something that would be like huge for years and years. Yeah. I don't think that was their goal. I think their goal was just, you know, let's make like a fun oh, yeah, yeah. shooter yeah. or whatever. Like how would you, how would you feel comparing it more to like the, uh, like road squadron or rogue leader games? Yeah. Still, I mean, do you feel like it bands. falls more on that? Kind of like that's what they were kind of going for. But it was doesn't like, even hey, fit a... that. It doesn't even fit that formula because those it... had such a great single player campaign that you just like. I enjoy playing through the whole, that whole campaign and unlocking all the ships and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think this game has more mechanical depth than, than those. Sure. Than Rogue Squadron. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They're like, yeah. Let's talk about the single player a little bit. Um, because I thought the single player was like. <laughs> As far as far as like the story goes, it was like so bland. It was just yeah. like nothing. It was just a fucking Manila envelope on a white wall. Like it was just <laughs> nothing. It was yeah. A lot of nothing. Well, I mean, when you look at the last two Star Wars games to be released, you look at this and you look at uh, the uh, Fallen, Fallen, Order. Fallen Order. I mean, <laughs> what the like. Yeah, Fallen Order wasn't a perfect game, but like the st- like the first few minutes of Fallen Order, compared to like this, I mean, you're like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah, totally I, different levels. It's weird, and I keep comparing this to like '93 Tie Fighter, and I'm like, why do I feel so much more immersed, and why do I like love that game so much more than I love Squadrons? Because they're they're trying to do a lot of the same things, and they're pushing the same buttons, but like. I think one like one of the things that ninety three Tie Fighter did so great was uh, that the story the, there isn't like a like story the way you think of like a story. There are like you're just a cadet and you are like assigned to these campaigns and you go on these lo- like you're almost deploy. You have like all these deployments to these remote sectors of the galaxy. And you're, you know, helping out with this one effort for the Empire in this, you know, one sector of the galaxy. And that's, like, one chapter of the campaign. And that one chapter may or may not, story-wise, have anything to do with the last chapter. Which kind of makes sense. Because if you're deployed to a completely different remote sector of the galaxy, why would any of the narrative beats carry over? But, like, one of the things 93 TIE Fighter does so well is, like... Like, the story is very much like um, you, you, are, you are just a pawn serving the, like, tr- serving, like, one of the gr- greater, you know, commanders or whatever who is, you know, ordering you around. And the story is, like, what your mission orders are and how those relate to what the commander is trying to accomplish and also, like you get you get little cutscenes too, but the thing that's done so well is like this. Tie Fighter is very like it has a sense of humor because you're playing as the bad guys, right? Mm-hmm, so right. they have to. Some things are played straight, like oh, we have to you know put put down this rebel uprising. They're you know, I don't know whatever they're doing. They're they're amassing an army, and we have to put this army down. But, like, some things are very tongue-in-cheek in that game, which I very much appreciate. It's like, um, oh, we have to um, uh, scan these transports for contraband. And you'll, like, scan the transports, and, like, in your little thing, it'll be, like, contraband uh, detected, like, colon, refugees. 
And then, like, your commander will be like, oh, great job. We're sending out a capture team to, you know, get that transport. Like, great, great job. And you're like, wait a minute. Did I just help the Empire hunt down refugees? Like, right, right, right. <laughs> and then your commander's like, great job, cadet. Like, it's very, like, ha, 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 ha. Um, which, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that game had some good subtle tongue-in-cheek writing um, that is definitely not in Squadrons. I, I mean, I, I feel like from the way you talk about it, the the thing I'm picking up on is it, like, there's like a larger world, yes, yes, that is kind yes. of happening in the background or something, yes. yeah, and you're just a small piece of that, and I think that's probably the most that's missing because in in this game, it's like kind of you're the center of the attention. I mean, it's it's really plays more like sort of a, it plays more like a, placing you in the heat of the battle or the heat of, uh, you know the moment the moment of the film or like i don't know like you're like a main character you're kind of like a main character i don't know i mean the the thing that i just didn't get out of squad like the the because they wanted to introduce like oh here's all these new characters here's your squad and like you talk to them and they're just like these talking heads that just like deliver this dialogue and it's just nothing can we can we talk about that for a second how like the body movements did not feel right at all it was just like (laughs) randomized just they're just talking, and then they look away from you, yeah, but they're, they're still talking to you, and then they look back at you. And it's their like, hip, and then and they're back yeah, doing this, <laughs> put their hand on their hip, their hand. And, and it had nothing like it didn't really roll with the dialogue. It, you could tell it was like this like patterned like body movement. Well, thing I mean, that they had program. They, they like, could probably phone it in because like they don't need like body physics for the game, so they probably phoned it in for you know. The I scenes. don't know. See, it's that that was one thing I, I didn't get out of it was like I was just not really emerged in the story at all. Yeah. Like every time I talked to all the characters, I listened to most of the dialogue Same. Same. and it didn't it didn't do anything for me. Same, or I would have yeah. been just I would have just been better off. Just tell me what the mission is. Like, like just like in like Rogue Leader or Rogue Squadrons. It was just like, here's go to the, the mission. mission. Don't fucking right. do it. Right. You like, just hit, right, hit next Bye. and you go and suddenly your ship is there and you're just you're doing it. But yeah, even I, again, I can't help but compare this game to 93 TIE Fighter. I love listening to all of the, like, pre-mission briefings and post-mission briefings. Like, even though, like, you get just these little tiny little hints of story. And, like, like, because it's very much you are a cadet and, hey, 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 don't even worry about the larger picture, cadet. But, like, they'll just lay these little breadcrumbs of what the story is. And that's kind of the entertainment to me is, like, picking up, like, oh, I helped you know, the, the Empire's trying to do this, and this commander wants this, or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the characters are just... thing, too. Is like, yeah, you say that. I felt like, uh, like this was so... I get where it stood in the timeline, but I felt like there was no real good connection. I get that it was like a whole Empire is trying to bring itself back up, and the New Republic's, you know, starting to, to get its legs in as the new governing body, or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I felt no connection to actual Star Wars lore. There was no, there was nothing, like, no, like, yeah, like you said, there was no even, like, little trickle of, like, like, mentions or something. I think they had, like, what? Didn't they have Admiral Akbar come up? Yeah, I was going to say they point? had Akbar. yeah. Yeah. No, I, it was think like, that was a, I think that was supposed to be a different Mon Calamari. I mean, they oh, do what's... have some familiar faces. There was, uh... I think they have Leia, right? And then they have no. They ha- they had Akbar because I remember yeah, the voice they... actor sounded okay. sounded weird. I was like because they had said his name Akbar. I thought I thought they said it was Akbar, yeah. yeah okay, but it, okay. but I was like, oh, it's Akbar, and then his voice was like 
Oh, it doesn't sound like him. <laughs> yeah, he's getting kind of old, but because he didn't say it was a trap anywhere. <laughs> so was one enough? That. It didn't sound like he had enough cotton balls in his mouth. <laughs> need more. Need more. Hurry. But they did have familiar. They had like Wedge. They had if you watched Rebels. Oh yeah, they have, Wedge came. Yeah. They have That's Hera at the end. By the way, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil the story because don't nobody cares about the story. Why <laughs> did they kill? Uh, what's his name? Javes. Why did they kill Javes just to bring him right back? I because <laughs> like he and... died, and I was like, cool. I don't care. Like there's like ever. <laughs> <laughs> like all of your squads, like oh no, we lost James. Like oh god, and I'm like, I, yeah. Am I supposed to feel attached to that character? I don't know. <laughs> I really wish they would have just kept the whole like oh man, he died. Let's like let's do this for him kind of thing. That would have been a great yeah, like. But then they bring him right back, and it like yeah, then cheapens he the whole like out why of the ship, you... like oh god, it doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like if you think about it for longer than five seconds, what was he doing? Like... Just floating around in the ship, like. <laughs> <laughs> and why would why would why narratively like why would he just be like ah I'm just gonna sit in my ship for like five hours and make everyone he's, think I'm he's, dead? He's like, kind of an emo kid, you know. He's got issues. He's, uh, he's call for attention, you know. So I also, think one I, of the other one oh, of the other things that doesn't help is that the story keeps ping ponging between Empire and Rebe- or New Republic, whatever. And I think because like you never it. You never like the story doesn't get a chance to build any momentum because like anytime like something happens on one side, it's like, oh no, 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 no. Now we're gonna go over to the other side and show you what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't like the ping ponging. It was yeah. weird because it was always like one side had a win, then the other side had a win, then that yeah. side had a win. And it just which like is, hey. which is probably how it is in the Star Wars universe, but it's weird to like make that the flow for the story. Or for the campaign. I, I think yeah. the reason they would want to do that is because ultimately they're just wanting to funnel people into online play, I guess. Yes. And that's where they want to keep people. And they want you to not have maybe like a too much of a loyalty to one side or the other, maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think the one thing that the story does accomplish is it's basically a like 10 hour. It's basically like a, a six to 10 hour tutorial for how to play the online mode. Yeah, and that's how it feels. And from that from that perspective, it kind of is successful. It's it, it's successful in teaching you the mechanics of the game, which are definitely yeah. complicated. Um, but yeah, it kind of feels like the single player was just kind of an afterthought. Like, yeah, we'll tack on some single player. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it was whatever. more it was more multiplayer oriented. I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. if it's it's like if they had a you know, a, did they even have single player for a Battlefront? Some of them do. Well, the, I mean, the new ones that EA put out. Well, 2015 didn't launch with single player, and then I think 2017 did, but I didn't play that game, so I don't know for certain. I pre- I'm pretty sure it was like a similar thing. Like, it's yeah, mostly they, all about the online, but here's I, a little single player. Yeah, I feel like that was an afterthought, almost yeah. thrown in so they don't take flack for shipping a game without single player. Right. Which, like, okay, one one thing we do need to mention is this game was sold like not at a normal AAA price. This was like positioned as like a forty dollar, almost like a budget game, um, which was cool. Which was cool, but like, yeah, yeah I, I think. I think that was probably wise because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't think there is I don't think there's a, enough content in this. I just want more of everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want more multiplayer. I want more ships. I want more maps. I 
I don't know that I want more single player if all we're going to get is what we got. Like, I want to blow up the single player and try again. Yeah. Uh, My problem is I just want a different game entirely. (laughs) Yeah. Something I would have liked to get out of it, because, like, I felt like when they first pitched this game, they were pitching the whole multiplayer thing, right? I thought there was going to be more of, like, a co-op element to it where you could play missions or play missions against other players. That would be like, so it's like, like one team of online players had a mission and the other team had, I mean, I know that's kind of like what the multiplayer is now, but more like oriented where you're playing in the actual story with, with like play the story cooperatively. Yeah. Yeah. That would be bad. That fuck. That's what I want. I want (laughs) a better written story. Detonate uh, the, yeah. the current story. Start over. Write a better story. Keep it separate. I want an Empire story and a Rebellion story. Let me play it co-op. That yeah. would be fucking badass. That'd yeah, be cool. on, online and, co-op. And yeah. I mean, I, I I think I we when we first mentioned Squadrons, like you know, last year maybe or something, I go back to the most fun I had in a a Star Wars space shooting scenario, and that was in Star Wars Galaxies when they added space, and mm-hmm. I loved being able to like have a friend pilot the ship and someone else was co-piloting with like navigation and then i was running from one turret to the other and like oh i got one and he was like oh good job kid don't get penisy you know like that experience cooperatively yeah. all on one ship you know yeah so yeah i think yeah the focus of this game was definitely competitive multiplayer yeah and i think unfortunately for like the first month and a half of this game's existence, that competitive multiplayer was basically non-functional. <laughs> yeah, there was so many technical issues. A lot of issues. Um, so at, yeah. on on day one, there was just uh, every kind of fucking technical issue. Um, there was issues launching the game. There was VR issues. There was frame rate issues. Um, if you had a, a flight stick, which I do, I I have uh, like a flight stick and a throttle. There was like a baked-in gigantic dead zone, which basically made the flight stick non-playable. Uh, and like the only way to get around it was like you. Anyway, it was this whole ordeal. So many technical issues. People realized that the rank mode, like, basically didn't work after you. There was like a certain bug in the game at which you could no longer advance your rank. And you wouldn't rank up, you would only rank down. So, like, players would just have these crazy negative ranks. And, like, there was also, like, balance issues. Like, uh, the TIE Bomber had, like, an insane amount of health and could do an insane amount of damage. Um, And there was also, like, degenerate strategies in the game. Like, if you were on defense, you could basically just farm AI for for morale indefinitely. <laughs> so <laughs> there was just so many problems with this game for like the first month and a half, which make me think like, I, I think this game could have used another month or two of like development time, QA time. Like well, they, let's, they, let's they, take... they couldn't afford it at that price range. Right. That's I, I suppose. Yeah. Had to but yeah. Are you surprised I, with EA though? I mean, I am kind of surprised that they made this game at all. And (laughs) (laughs) I... uh, That they even attempted it? Yeah, I'm surprised that they even attempted it. And, like, I don't want to throw... 
I mean, the biggest problem with this game are just all the technical issues, like, which is not necessarily an EA thing. Usually it's EA is the monetization or like, you know, it's basically how EA monetizes the game or they ship, they ship like a fundamentally incomplete product, which like, I, I think they were very upfront about what this game was. They were like, okay, you know, your single player is six to 10 hours and this is mainly a competitive multiplayer game and it's $40. And like, they were pretty upfront about that, that and nice. I appreciate that. And that's exactly yeah. what we got. The problem was what we got was broken for the first <laughs> month and a half. Yeah. Uh, and well, that, and then, that was and, kind of disappointing. And even after you get it, it's like it's only going to hold your attention for so long. Like I don't know. Well, I I think that's kind of the problem now. Is um, I think last week or yeah, I think it was last week they patched out. Um, a lot of the big technical issues, they fixed the ranking problem, they fixed um, some of the VR issues, they fixed a lot of the balance issues, the game's much more balanced, they fixed the, like, degenerate strategy I was talking about, so, like, the going online and playing this game now is much, much, much better than it was before. The problem is, I don't know that the player base has stuck around after a month and a half of all those bugs uh so i don't some know of us, the... some of us barely got there <laughs> yeah that's the, i don't for a game that is positioned as a competitive multiplayer game and needs a competitive audience to survive i don't know which the what the future of this game is yeah uh, not, uh, not gonna make it to the esports that's, for that's sure. what i mean i don't know what the future of this is if if your player base is already so small uh, I think, because uh, of all the technical issues. Yeah, it's it's almost like what was their intention? What was their end goal out of all this? Like, what do they want? Like, was it mainly to focus on the multiplayer part? Yeah, you know, it what? obviously it could, wasn't the story. It could be a stepping stone. You know, you never know. EA can be very strategic, and maybe they just want to. Maybe this is really all just one giant proof of concept for like uh, some larger mission down the line, and they're gonna it be like, yeah. It was very hyped. I mean, right. that's for sure. So maybe that was. Maybe you're right. Maybe they were dipping their toes in the water to see like. You know how crazy are people for actual yeah. flight sim games in yeah. Star Wars? Big so names maybe they in go like, okay. can do that, and and like that's why I don't want to just like oh fuck EA because like they gave me exactly what I asked for. I wanted a Star Wars flight sim. I got a Star Wars flight sim. Right, uh, not the greatest flight sim, but you got <laughs> right, right, right. There are well, there are problems with it. There are maybe. you know story technical issues, uh, immersion like what but I, like, I use. Those, the, I, I use Steam collections to like, you know, organize my game list and I did not put this under Sims. You know, I put this under Arena games, you know. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it it it, it does it kind of feels it almost feels like MOBA-ish yeah. because there are there are you know, each ship kind of plays a role and there are, you know, objectives that and you kind of have to like push and defend it's mostly it, it, about that sort of arena play, multiplayer. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so uh, I would say, I would say, you know, they they made a game, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Now give me the game I want, and then I'll I'll <laughs> yeah. give you my money. I think you made a game. I, I it's think... so yeah, good for you. Let's put it on the fridge. Yay! <laughs> I think the game that I want is like it's in there somewhere. Like they didn't fundamentally fuck this up. Like it's in there. It's the like engine. Part of it. They can it's use the engine. this engine now. Right. You have right. the engine right. now. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's not do something with it. There are yeah. very fixable problems with this, like that yeah. I want to see fixed in Squadrons Two, right? Or like a massive DLC update for Squadrons One. Just like write a better story, right? 
co-op single player campaigns. That would be that's the number one co-op single player campaigns. That'd be yeah. fucking sweet. Uh, write a better story and then just QA your multi crew ships. Multi crew ships. Come on. <laughs> I th- I yeah, that's a different game though. Like that. No, you're... maybe you could, you could do it. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. maybe, but I, I don't know. I feel open like that's wor- a different. But then then again, what Leo said too. Open world. Definitely gotta have an open world. I like I I would love that to have, be able to travel. Between planets and galaxies, well, not galaxies. But so you want, between like, the planets you want and more the of like an, you guys want more of like an MMO. I mean, uh, no, it doesn't have to be an MMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit, but it is. I mean, a, little, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just, uh, just want to go just a couple little planets. Little, I just, just want to like do my own thing. Little, MMO lights. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be cool to take this engine and then like work with like a whole. You can be like whatever kind of character you want, so you can be like a. You know, like a Han character where you're more of like a scrounging around and doing whatever, or you can be like a bounty hunter, or you can be part of the Rebel or New Republic yes. or whatever the hell they want to go How with. about this? How about this? We want an MMO, but not an MMORPG, an MMO flight simulator. Ooh. Right, right, right. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, and I don't yeah. think that's what this game was I would agree trying. No, no, I get that. I get that. But yeah. if they did want to do that, this is a great engine to use. Yeah, in my opinion, there's just little things we just need to tweak, and then the game would be much better. Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you, you're right. They nailed they nailed the things that I thought they were gonna get wrong, which is like the gameplay. They did a lot of things well. They did a lot of things did, well. Yes, they did the hard yeah. things well, and the yeah. easy things bad. Like just yeah. QA <laughs> your game and write a good story. Like you just need more. Part. You just you need more. You fucked up the easy part. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, it's like you. It's like you said. They. they they have built a good engine here, and yeah. they just you just need more. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. more to it, but but they polished the shit out of this flight. I mean, like it feels great. Yeah. I mean, aside from the issues when it first launched, but um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I I do want more, like more ships, more maps, more yeah. weapons, more customization, right. just more, 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 more. So is it good? Uh, I it's good. It's good it enough. Is good now. It's it, hard to not call towards... it good. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of the year, and the big question for me is: Would it make my top five games in the year? And that, ooh, uh, ooh. Uh, definitely not for me. It's it's a big maybe for me. There's been a lot of good games this year uh, that I've I've liked. I don't know. We're gonna have to see if Squadrons makes my top five. It 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 might get pushed out by uh, uh, one of these big games coming up at the end of the year. I. Uh, I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. Let's see and if I... one of these games even makes it in. I mean, I'm just saying they keep pushing it and pushing Oh, it. shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I don't, I don't, themselves out 2021. I don't know if we're going to see it this year. I don't know, man. Probably going to wait yeah, for like, PS5, PS5 to launch. Um, I had a quick question. Did you guys find it difficult with the cockpit view? At all? Well, I like, guess did you feel like I'm some of the screens? It. Did you find that some of the cockpits like had too small of like a view? And that's you were kind of struggling. The Imperial ships. The Imperial yeah. ships. Yeah. yeah. So that's a real I, concern in like in like space flight sims, like Elite Dangerous and stuff. Like some of the ships are um, preferred over others because of their window like space, like you know, view yeah. in the cockpit. That's the one thing I never understood about the Empires. Why do they have a window that's like this small? Because they're just that like, good. Well, they, they, yeah, they 
They replicated that exactly in Squadrons, because one of the things, again, 93 TIE Fighter does, is it it has that same window shape, but your 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 view is pushed so much For, farther, farther closer yeah. to... You're, like, sitting closer to the window to where it yeah. takes up your full screen. Because, yeah. like, in Squadrons, it takes up, like, 75% of your screen, and, like, the rest of your screen, you can just see the inside of your cockpit, which is not useful during a dog well, fight or I mean, so, something that they really leaned into, which I liked was that uh, there's a big sort of dichotomy between the empire's technology and the new Republic's technology and how, yeah. you know, the both ships are doing the same things, but like, you know, those, those one ships are feel all futuristic and cool huds and like everything. And the other ships feel like they're glued together with, you know, space duct tape and, you know, old mm. parts or whatever. So you would think, like, from the inside of a TIE fighter ship, I, this probably isn't canon, but, like, the, the little window could be for style, but, like, you could have some sort of cool hologram technology to, like, see through the walls or something and project the outside of the ship. Hologram the technology inside. in the Star Wars universe. I mean, who would have thought? You know, I <laughs> oh, I just, I just want the view pushed closer to the window because that's yeah. a bigger problem. Like, especially in VR, it's just, like, the New Republic ships are awesome because you can just look all over the fucking place. And, like, when you're in VR as the Empire, it's like, you better be looking straight fucking ahead or else you're not going to see anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it just doesn't make sense for to have it pushed up if you're also seeing the the controls and everything, you know? like. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking, like, I don't know, either make the windows bigger or if that ruins, if that angers a bunch of, you know, Star Wars nerds, then find another way to solve it. I don't know. Like we have re- re- we have rear view camera in like in real life, <laughs> you know, right? You have a screen and you can see outside your car. Like they can figure that out in a Tie Fighter. Yeah, saying. I found. I think it was like the Tie. I think it was the Tie Reaper where the window was like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't really see what's above or below me, but okay, <laughs> like so this is stupid. great. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. just I don't know. And Which then, like that that's another thing. I mean, uh, like. It is, it is, for all the Star Wars nerds, it is, you know, whatever, uh, accurate to the actual models of the ships. Like, they didn't cheat very much right. with how the ships are designed, <laughs> which would have yeah. been an easy compromise to make. Like, do what I'm saying, where you put push the window forward or make the window unrealistically big or something. Nope, they didn't cheat. Yeah. It's, uh, all, the windows are very small. And, and I out, also... <laughs> turns yeah. out those fighters actually struggle. In the real Star Wars universe. Yeah. Turns out it proves why TIE Fighters suck, because you have no peripheral vision. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the other thing I liked is um, how it's it's very accurate to the Star Wars universe in that like none of the Empire ships have shielding. So like mm. they play fundamentally differently than the New Republic ships, which which is cool. I like that they had a completely different play style. Even even because, like, there's classes of ships in this game. that you got your support ships, your bombers, your interceptors, and your fighters. And the classes are common between the two factions. But even within those classes, there are different play styles in the, in, in, and different, like, controls and shit uh, in, the, in the different ships. Which is cool. I like that they did that a lot. And I love that you can also customize the, like, loadout of your fighter even more. That, that was very cool. I like that a lot, too. Don't, yeah. I don't want to except, completely just shit all, all over this game. Except, so I went into the, the, it was like the second to last episode or whatever, where you're, it was Empire, and you had to go into the ship, 
and uh, go into like the gra- you had to like fight through the gravity thing and then blow up all the stuff, right? And then the final thing of that episode is you fight Javes, right? I went to I went into that initially with without a shield generator on my ship. It was impossible to fight Javes. He kept getting hit after hit and would just kill me like after five yeah. minutes. I was yeah, like, yeah. I, and I tried, I tried so fucking hard, and I. Like, I just couldn't beat him. Like, he, he would just, every time we'd come at each other, he would manage to get a couple shots in on me, and I had no shield, so it kept hitting my hole. So, um, I ended up restarting that whole thing, put a shield generator on, and it was easy to beat him. Mm. So that was kind of, that was kind of broken. Like, I, shield, I, I got pretty repeat. upset with that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I had no idea I was going to be fighting him in this episode. I would have slapped on a shield generator. I just went in with you know, the briefing and what was anticipated. I didn't think like that's yeah. Okay. (laughs) I keep thinking of other things. That's the other thing you mentioned the briefing, the briefing in this game is so like nothing. You don't get any useful information out of the briefing. They're just like in this mission, we're going to go blow this space station up. All right, get to your ships. And you're like, uh, uh, what? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Cause like, I think back to like, like rogue leader and stuff. It's like the, the little narrator of the, of the missions was like would tell you exactly oh, was what was going on yeah. you need yeah, to do yeah. this and then you're going to go and do that you you know yeah. this is what the kind of thing you want and these are the ships you're going to have like and it also he also felt right when he talked about it because he i don't know I, I i liked his voice i don't know he had a beautiful exactly voice was, but oh yeah. james's voice yeah yeah no not not no. James. oh, oh um, you're talking about the rogue like, yeah yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. sultry narrator yeah. voice of huge. And what you're even gonna... like Tie Fighter, especially Tie Fighter '93, because you're right, Rogue Squadron did a much better job of this. But Tie, the old Tie Fighter games, had like a military like, here is your flight plan. Step one is this. Step two is this. Step three is this. Expect yeah, to sim. face. Yeah. Yeah. Expect to face this type of resistance. You know, yeah. A, B, C. Like yeah. you're gonna face X wings, all right, and then at the end of the mission, expect to see a CR90 or something you got, like you've that. You've got intel. You've got yes, and it's like yeah. we recommend that you equip your craft with concussion missiles so you can take down the faster craft or something like that. There's nothing. There's none of that in this game. It's just like we're gonna go blow shit up. Yeah, get your like, ships. We're gonna get like, that son of a bitch. Now yeah, get your ship. It's like dogfighting. And then, and then it's like customize your loadout and you're like uh okay i don't know what i'm doing so i'll just put some random i'll make some random uneducated choices yeah and that's what that's what i ran yeah that's when i ran into the james problem and i couldn't fucking beat him without the shield generator it just yeah i i really wanted those mission briefings that that (laughs) i'm telling you (laughs) you go back and play tie fighter the the mission briefings are like the coolest fucking part of that game because like it gets you immersed and like tells you here's how this mission's gonna fucking go down and like you, go, like, yeah, like, you actually feel like you're part of like a military and it's actually telling exactly. you like all right yeah, boys, yeah. here's the plan you know it's like you hyped like, up. yeah yeah there's this like big pseudo military focus in those old flight sims that is absent in in the new squadrons uh but like you you don't have to have that military focus just tell me what the fuck give me yeah, let it's me like make every time some educated or like, choices or like throw it into the characters like dialogue to kind of force you to listen to the characters so that way they yeah, kind of give you yeah, a hint yeah, yeah. of what you exactly not exactly, be like exactly. i feel the force in my ghiblies something's going to happen like <laughs> okay sure all right that doesn't help me like what kind of what kind of thing what kind of missiles should i put on i don't know but the force is telling me i don't care what the force is telling you get out of here i got shit to do 
Yeah. So yeah, as much as we shit on this game, I, I did really like it, and I'm glad yeah. that EA rolled the dice and made a flight simulator in 2020. Never thought this game would ever get made. Uh, so I'm glad it exists. There are things I would change, but I'm still glad it exists. Thanks for being brave, uh, yes. EA. Yeah. Do, do, do more of this. Keep it up. Yes. Yeah. Squadrons 2, please. Please. Please, Squadrons 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, it's good. Cool. Endorsement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you're listening to the Good Games Podcast. Maybe you're watching us on YouTube. Maybe you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app. Did you know that you can do either one of those? You can watch our video version on YouTube, or you can listen to us on the go on your favorite podcasting app. Our Patreon is good ga- good games cast pa- patreon.com slash good games cast probably and our email address is goodgamescast at gmail.com send us uh your opinions on star wars squadrons and you can also send us your favorite star wars ships because we are now in the top five segment of our episode this episode's top five is our top five favorite star wars ships who's going first um i don't know if i have like enough ships to be like each each like can we make this a collaborative list i'm i'm such a i'm such a big gay because i had so many ships i was like whoa whoa, whoa. i gotta narrow this down to five yeah i'm not i'm not that way (laughs) all right let's make this collaborative i i want to make this collaborative anyway I mean, I, um, there's one I know we all agree is going to be on there, and that's the Millennium Falcon. I mean, right. Got to yeah. have the Millennium Falcon. Easy. Got to have the Millennium Falcon. I um, think that's that's about all I know. I, I got some classics on my list. I went with the X-Wing. I feel like I the, like X- the X-Wing. Yeah, the X-Wing is kind of like that like design I always liked as a kid. It's like got that wings and here's the, the wings about, move. Here's, and it's here's like, what's cool about the X-Wing is like if, if Star Wars wasn't a thing, I mean, I know it's hard to imagine, some alternate dimension where Star Wars never existed. And someone was like, yeah, put an alien in like a spaceship and like, let me see what that looks like. And you came up with an X-Wing? Like, people would be like, what the hell is this? Like, it's yeah. such a unique design. Like, it's just so cool. Yeah. What got what really got me was when I was a kid, I had uh, the Kinect set. And uh, I had made something that looked like an X-Wing. And I used to play with it all the time and pretend I had a little X-Wing that I made out of Kinects. So it was like special to me. Woohoo. Yeah. I would also uh, like no. to nom- nominate the Star Destroyer. Oh, love the Star Destroyer. I was just going to say yeah. one more thing about the X Wing. You know, the X Wing's badass when they like, you know, oh, lock, lock your S foils yeah. in the position. Yeah. And then the like cool. wings open up and you're like, yeah. oh, well, shit's going down. What was, yeah. that? What, was it a game or a movie where there was like a scene where they all kind of do that, like in a sequence? And it was like really badass. I think it was one of the movies, maybe. It's called Star Wars movies. Episode Four: A New Hope. What? No, was it in A New Hope? They did yes. it again. They did it again later. Later on, with like better CGI or something. And Star it was like, Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. I don't know. It was just cool, man. That's all I'm saying. It was like in time with the music, and it was like, yeah, it's a new fucking hope. Trench run, man. Yeah, yeah, I know those. But like I'm saying, they did it. Even better in a newer thing. There's something newer that did it again. Even better. I don't know. I'll find it. Okay. 
I, I hope you just find a clip from A New Hope. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. Well, that is my favorite movie. So I've I'm just going to throw one in. Yeah. I know it may not even be part of the top five, but I always like the design. Was the I think it's the N1, like Naboo fighter, the little yellow fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always yeah, like I the... Do you hate ba- that one? Stupid banana ship. <laughs> it's like what is that <laughs> banana with two i don't know i always i always felt that, that i like the whole kind of star wars retro style of ships yeah. that they had in the prequels very... if, if there's anything that came out of the prequels i love that whole conceptually retro, it was it was like, cool that style. i i like that like things were conceptually like there was like the renaissance of spaceships and stuff in like the naboo like it was the concept was cool but like i hated all the stupid ships like i don't know I, <laughs> Well, the thing that doesn't make sense about, like, especially the the N1 is, like, it's so just, like, refined and, like, curvy and it looks, like, so sleek and, like, yeah, this is, like, a sexy ship. And then, like, somehow we go, like, you know, 50 years later yeah, and and we've got, like, you know, the Millennium Falcon or, like, the Y-Wing where they've just, like, duct tape pieces of shit. Different together, sheets of metal glued together. Just yeah. like hunks of bullshit just yeah. hanging off of. Yeah, it was a weird the, like they went super backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. But I mean, you could you could if you want to put like a perspective into it, you could say the Empire made it difficult to get like newer age yeah, ships sure. or good looking sure. ships. Like so, people had to pick parts and. And that's why I like ship. that conceptually. I, I I do like that they're showing you that it was a different world. You know, those were different times, different times, right? But, but I don't like those ships. <laughs> it's just uh, not my aesthetic. Star Destroyer, uh, Star Destroyer is on. Star is Destroyer, uh, I like me some Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer. I didn't know if we were gonna stick to like starships or go with like the bigger capital ships, so I left Star Destroyer off my list. But like, come on, the big come. triangle, come on, yeah, Two. big Iconic. old triangle, gonna Iconic. poke you. Yeah. If it can't shoot you, it's gonna poke you. I did like that one part of like very early on in the in the uh, story in Rogues um, in Squadrons, um, where uh, you're flying around following the guy or something, and it's pretty much just like testing your joystick setup. But he flies you close to the engines of one of the stars. He's like, "Careful, you get too close to those, and you're like, you know, you'll explode." I'm like that's just badass. Like these ships are just so big and so massive. They got these giant. Ends. I mean, that's just, just cool. That's one of the things that was really cool playing that in VR. You get like a sense of scope to like how big the Star Destroyer is, and you're like, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're really yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. But speaking um, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of not so huge, what about the, uh, the Slave One? Yeah. I almost put that on my list. That's the I only know. other kind of like ship I know, like by name, you know? <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a goofy looking ship, though. It, it, I mean, if you look at it, it just looks like a something's limp, like a <laughs> like a limp thing. It's like a, I always th- kind of I always thought of it as like a leech. You know, it's just kind of like it lays down flat, and it's, it's like it looks like a little. It was, it was such an interesting design, though. That's the one thing that always got me. It was like I never understood because which way, way it, was up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. True. Yeah, because it, it it sits upright with the flat part of it. Towards the back when it flies, right, right. but when it when lands, it lays, the back goes. Yeah. So does yeah, the like, chair well, pivot when it the does chair that shit? has to pivot has to. such that when you take off, you have to be facing the sky, 
in order yeah. to be oriented the right way when you're flying, you know? Yeah, yeah, weird. weird. Which so makes me it, think that maybe it's a gyro chair, so no matter which yeah. way it's oh. turned on, the chair, it's like, like, the chair just rotates. So maybe yeah. it's, yeah, and it's, it, but the best thing is, and Squadron's, you know, made me uh, appreciate this more, is it has a very big window. Very yeah, big window. yeah. That's true. I'm sure it's, it's great for bounty hunters. It has to, yeah. Bounty hunters need to be able to see, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big windows, uh, I went with the... This would have been a good one to have in squadrons, especially for the Empire. It is a ship with a big window. It's the Alpha-class Star Wing, also known as, as the Assault Gunboat, if you play ah. 93 TIE Fighter. Uh, it was... Uh, it, it, I think that was the first appearance of that game and probably one of the last... Or the first appearance of that ship and one of the last appearances of that ship it didn't really catch on. Uh, I don't think that ship has appeared anywhere else except for maybe Fantasy Flight's X-Wing Miniatures game. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks uh, it, it looks like a rebel ship because it's got the like big folding wings and everything. So uh, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not in line with the rest of the Empire's aesthetic. Uh, uh, how, how does that compare to like the classic Imperial foldy wingy? transport ship that they usually have yeah like no, no, white no. it looks it, yeah it looks it looks like that but like it's got, i love that ship yeah it looks like that but instead of like three wings it's got five uh oh so okay, okay. It, it's, it's like, like this star. big accordion yeah. so sure. imagine imagine because like the the <laughs> I, I could google it but i like this so much more <laughs> i'm trying to do my fingers but yeah, yeah. uh uh, fuck it. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know how to do it. But yeah, it's it's like that, but with five. Okay. And speaking of the what, what I think it's what is it called? The Imperial like transport ship, the yeah, one Leo's talking the about. One, the, the winging uh, one. It's it's a Lambda class shuttle, I believe. Is it's a shuttle. That's what I'm thinking of. Shuttle. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, that's a shuttle. Yeah. I'm sorry. The wings seem so impractical. Like well, it seems so yeah. like weird to have the wings because the thing is the wings have to be out when it like comes into the port anyways right. so why not just give it legs to drop down and just keep the wings where the hell they are like why this whole i think the like, imperial circumstance ships, with the wings moving the, out and then it's the, like the, the imperial ships all have a sort of like animalistic you know yeah i guess that that was maybe that's the atsc is like, it's kind of this chicken thing and the atat is like this big elephant thing and this was like the swan right? <laughs> <laughs> oh Fuck me. Hang on. I'll be right back. Here, you guys talk about another ship. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't um, know if I know any other ship. The uh, A-Wing? Uh, that's a ship? I don't know. I feel like the A-Wing a You know what? I, something about the Y-Wing bomber just always kind of hit me. I don't know why. Just kind of always... Yeah. I felt, I... I felt like, yeah, bombers, man. I never understood, though, with the Y-Wing, that like every other ship had like little tiny, like, you know, kind of rocket engines on the back right but the y-wing was the one that had like little glass bottles on yeah. the back unless it yeah. was that for like bomb storage or something like, i don't I never know understood. maybe james knows more lore yeah like they're just storing bombs guy. down the pipes that's kind of what i thought what, what's the y-wing so like the y-wings so every other ship i was just saying mm -hmm. has like kind of like a rocket engine on the back right you see like right. like fire coming out the back but the mm -hmm. but the y-wing has like little glass like bottles was that to like was that a storage <laughs> thing like what why was the wire all the like, bombs no, it's, there, right? it's just open air you're talking uh, about oh i always okay. thought it had like glass all on right. it i don't know hang it's on like, hang on it's like it's like four little <laughs> pillars 
don't know what James glass, is doing. With a, he's grabbing Legos, I'm pretty sure. Legos, or he's grabbing his um. Oh no, he's got his shelf in front of him, so yeah, he's, he's going and grabbing all, all the, the all the spaceships are in front of. He's James grabbing now. his figurines. Yeah, you're 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 talking about like the the end of yeah. This, so right? so anyway, whether it's glass or not, so like what's what was the purpose of that ex- design? Extending I never understood that. all the and putting um, little caps at the back. Yeah. Some some nerd at Lucasfilm thought it looked cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it look more like a Y. That's what it, what it is. Yeah. Um, if no, I were to yeah. take, if I were to take any ship from Squadrons that I never knew about, um, I did like the look of the Tie Reaper. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I like. The yeah, Tie I like that like little sleek kind of skinny design. It seemed like it's very intimidating. Mm. Don't like the window though. Not as intimidating as the inter- the Tie Interceptor, which is. Oh, I was just about to say. Now my pick sleek. is definitely the Tie Interceptor. Which That's why my favorite ship. Yeah. Just take the like. Yeah. Take the Star Wars like iconic Tie Fighter, bend the wings, yeah. and then take this little chunk out, and you get these like dangerous looking, angular, sleek. It looks it's like a they, better Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's it just looks a like they, tie they, they removed a few polygon vertices in the Tie Fighter or something, and then like some weird like jargon effect came out on the screen. They're like, "Oh, that looks cool. Let's call that a new ship." You know? Yeah, yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. Like and then days. for the star, here, here's here's a Lambda class shuttle. Yeah, uh, just imagine that there's a wing here and a wing here. Okay, yeah, I've seen that somewhere else, James, too. Um, okay, I wonder where well, else. Maybe I there's that. some deep cut stuff. I don't maybe know. in Battlefront or something. That could be. That could be. Um, the only other ship on my list is the outrageous looking Tide Defender. Which oh my god. Basically is basically just you took the tie interceptor wing and just Absolutely. stapled a bunch of them all together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it looks really it's very outrageous and over the top, but uh, yeah, it's um gameplay wise, it was one of the most fun ships to fly in Tie Fighter. And uh this has made a resurgence. This is now like canon from uh, it's featured prominently in rebels it's featured in um god there was a tight defender somewhere else um i can't remember anyway uh this has made a return to like proper uh, star wars canon again uh which is good i like i like the outrageous design of the the tie defender all right so we're how are we ranking these I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Can you? Uh, well, I mean, the Millennium Falcon, you know, flew the, the whatever in parsec the times. Canyon, the run in twelve parsecs. It flew the Kessel Run. Kessel Run less than twelve parsecs. Less, which doesn't make any fucking sense because that's a measure of distance and not distance time. Not, but yep. they made that clear in Solo how that was possible, which was probably the best part of that movie. Still unclear, even though I watched like, oh, good. Thanks for giving us that clarity. Fuck the rest of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Millennium Falcon number one? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Millennium Falcon. I mean, that's it's a class, it, it's such a nice little ship to have. It's so roomy. It's so nice. The cockpit's a little weird, a little cramped, but eh. Mm-hmm. All right, what's our number two? X-Wings? Yeah, I'd yeah. say X-Wing. Definitely yeah. X-Wing. Right, number three. Then I think you go TIE Interceptor? TIE Interceptor, I would say, yeah. Oh, 
Tyler Scepter is the X-wing of the uh, of the Empire, really. Yeah. Uh, mm. Number four. Star Destroyer. Star Destroyers. All right, I like it. I like it. And yeah. finally, number five. That's where we uh... see number five is going to be a hard one. Yeah. I feel like every everything else. <laughs> like we just say that. <laughs> just just for its pure ridiculousness that's number just five just for its outrageous design i mean i give it a sure either that or the or the naboo ship i guess uh, the n1 yeah i don't have any n1 models i my collection is devoid of of prequel ships mm. all right so there you go that's your top five star wars <laughs> ships uh all right um, what do you guys got to endorse? You go, Mike. Uh, Raymond. Okay, I'll go. Um, I'm going to endorse a very strange, very weird video. Mm. Um, if you know the artist, his name is David Firth. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he is the creator of the very popular Salad Fingers. He, oh. came, out, he came out with a video a week ago called uh, Sock Six. I'm not going to explain this video at all. Just go watch it. That's all. Just have fun. Sock six. So S O C K S I X. Okay. Um, yeah. Just it'll. It, the blind, it's, it's, the blind if, you, if you've ever seen Salad Fingers or any of his other animations, you you kind of know what you're getting into. But then again, you don't. So. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to get three different YouTube uh, endorsements. Yeah. Endorsements. I am going to endorse a YouTube channel. Uh, I stumbled across this the other day. The YouTube channel is called Alex Mukala Music. Uh, and uh, this is definitely a channel both of you guys would probably love. Uh, this guy is a music producer, but his content is mainly just taking video game songs or soundtracks and breaking them down and explaining why they're good. Um, mm. Which I've seen, I've seen other channels do this before. Like, yeah, for I think um, 8-Bit Music Theory does this. Uh, there's a channel that used to be active called uh, Angaku Concept that used to do this. I've never seen... This guy's videos are so well-produced and he is so knowledgeable in both, like, about video games and their composers but especially about music and like music theory so like he'll take like a piece of video game music and he's like okay that sounds awesome but here's why it sounds awesome and he's like okay because you know you you got your you know your majors and your minors and you got your you know this resolves to this and that's why and this I is love, unexpected I love that kind of stuff because yeah. your ear is trained to hear this but then the composer does this the, and the, the that's music why, theory behind yeah the, yeah he's yeah. very knowledgeable in music theory but also because like a lot of the like music theory can be like very dry and just like and then you result this guy is so high energy and like you can tell he like loves video games and video game music like the entire time he's explaining this, he's like, "Yeah, and it sounds so awesome." Yeah, like, <laughs> did you hear that chord? Ooh, like. <laughs> but also, he like blew my mind like several times um, because like one of my favorite video game soundtracks is Final Fantasy, and he was going over some Final Fantasy stuff, especially with Seven Remake, and he was talking about um, w- one of the remixes of the 
boss theme. The da 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 so, like, later on, there's a part where um, there's an organ solo. Like, the organ solo is like... If you slow that down and put emphasis on the first beat of every measure, it becomes the landing from Final Fantasy VIII. The... I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, he pointed out that Final Fantasy VIII, The Extreme, and uh, Genova's theme from Final Fantasy VII, you can, like, play them over each other, and they, like, fit together perfectly. Oh. Like, almost intentionally, like, they were meant to go together. It's very strange. Well, sometimes uh, they'll go back to other material and then just kind of, like, transpose it oh, in a yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah especially yeah, if it's yeah. the same composer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have no doubt. I, maybe that was just him intentionally. Yeah. But, but you won't know like, that. I really like that chord I did in that game. I'm going to use that yeah, same chord yeah. again. Exactly, like, exactly. But it's like, cool there, to see those relationships, though, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I know, like, some of that stuff is accidental just because that's the composer's style and they just tend to do things the same way. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I don't know how much of it was accidental, how much of it was on purpose, but all the same, like it was surprising to me as someone who has listened to that music a million times forward, backwards, inside out to still yeah. like learn something new and be like, what the fuck? That is the same. Yeah. Uh, I, li I like those kind of videos for sure. There's a, there's a guy who does like some Hamilton videos in the same sort of light. Um, so I would probably dig into some video game music theory for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alex Alex Mukala, uh, very 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 uh, good. Uh, listen to him; I'm a, he is I'm good. Check him out. Yeah, do it. You both of you music people would probably appreciate it. Yeah, uh, more than I would. Um, I will also endorse a YouTube channel. So we've talked before about ASMR, and I am not a big fan of ASMR. That's not my. Uh, fetish as you don't, I don't, you know don't what, like to be whispered into the ear what, what are we what do you call like not a fetish but like uh something that people like on the internet like everyone kind of has the thing that they like on youtube right like reaction videos or asmr or you know little kids playing minecraft i don't know whatever but there's a different kind of video i think it's like it's in the the same vein as an asmr which is why i brought it up so i don't know what to call it but it's this style of video. It's like outdoors. The microphone is turned up really freaking loud so you can hear like scratches like on it with your fingers or something. And it's like just like it'll be like a cutting board or something and then like a campfire. And then someone just puts like a slab of like meat on the cutting Ooh. board <laughs> and then starts yeah, yeah. slicing it and then like yeah. vegetables and chopping through the vegetables. And then like you hear the fire going and then like. And then they, you know, and you're hearing it like it's like sex in your ears, via, <laughs> like food sounds. It's food sounds instead of people. Like I think it's ASMR, but food. That's basically my my endorsement. And there's a YouTube channel that does it very well. It's called uh, what the hell is the channel called? Um, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce it. Amazon Amazon Kitchen, I guess. So. Long time ago, this is probably like, uh, well, this video came out three years ago. And this is probably three years ago that I saw this video. We bought a rotisserie chicken, right? Me and Tim bought a rotisserie chicken. And we we're like, you know what? Let's do something different. That, or I mean, it was a whole chicken, sorry. And we were planning on doing like a rotisserie style chicken. Yeah. 
let's do something besides like what we always do, like an oven baked chicken. Let's do something different. And I was like, okay, cool. Like whole chicken, how to cook it, something YouTube, right? This video has 32 million views. And I clicked on it. I don't know how many it had back then, but now it has 32 million. And it's just this guy outdoor. There's snows. He just there's a there's a giant stone that's just there, and he just throws a fucking raw chicken on there and slaps it with some seasoning, and then like cuts up onions and every, you can hear everything. And then he like starts a fire, and he has this like I don't even know what kind of knife it is. It's like a giant machete thing or something. It's just like it's like razor sharp, and he cuts the chicken in half, and then like seasons it and then like cooks it in like fried oil and the whole time i'm just like oh man this is just, just heaven i'm just imagining taryn's like yelling from the other room like honey are we gonna eat you're like wait 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 <laughs> just watching there's the so video many, there's so many sounds <laughs> this is popping and it just looks delicious and that's basically what i'm endorsing it's amazon chicken that amazon kitchen they do it um there's also a video on tiktok recently that i saw that i guess is following a similar trend of this type of video called men with the pot and they're just outdoors <laughs> cooking with organic ingredients in a pot outdoors and yeah nature with the pot it sounds different. naturey organic asmr cooking that's that's my fetish apparently i'd be down for asmr cooking sounds Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I never understood the like little tiny whispering stuff. Anyways, yeah, I, like, I'd rather that like does sounds. Nothing for me. Right. Like people talking to you does absolutely nothing for me. But just put on the sound of a cooking pot you know, over a fire, apparently, and I'm like, that's a bad thing yeah. to say on a podcast. <laughs> I say a well, lot we don't whisper in, the, in, in our in our viewers' ears, our listeners' ears. Yeah, we're not quite ASMR, but oh, we could. Do I don't this. even think. I'm... What if we did an ASMR episode? I think I think our microphones are too shit. <laughs> oh, okay. can you not hear me? <laughs> oh no, we can hear you. Okay, all right, good. Hey, good people, you're listening to the Good Games podcast. You want to hear some sounds? Here's here's some tape measure. Oh, oh. oh. Here's, here's they always do this. Bottle. That's what they do, and they do this. <laughs> they do this on the microphone. Hey, they tap on it, like. <laughs> yeah. So sorry that, to everyone who's listening. That that doesn't do anything for me. But let me let me go fire up this deep fryer and throw a chicken in there, and he listen to that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. All right. Um. What else? Anything else? Are we good? Um. Yeah, I think we're good. Be cool. safe, Florida. Yeah. Hopefully, Etta um, doesn't kill us. Yep. Hope we gotta survive. Uh, hopefully, if this, this is the last time I talk last... to you. <laughs> yeah. <I was> <laughs> say, hopefully, this is not the last episode ever. Yeah. I don't know what our, our next show is gonna be. <laughs> the I don't think it might unknown. be Hades, right? Uh, yeah, we might do some Hades. Um, yeah. I would love to do some Hades. That game is cool. Yeah. Um, so look forward to a Hades episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. a, that's a cast. That's a cast. That's there, a wrap. <laughs> For the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. Good night. Goodbye. Stay dry. Stay dry. Bye bye.
Plus, I think we can all collectively breathe just a sigh of relief after the after the election. You know. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's just kind of. Yeah. Although it's not really over till it's over, and (laughs) potentially things could get worse because certain people are not, you know, necessarily the the easiest losers. Yeah, I got a barbed wire fence. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Scary got, times. Uh, I'm just, I'm just glad it's, size. yeah, I'm just glad it's over. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it. I feel like there's not much, <laughs> there's not much you can really do. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, if not, this is not a political podcast. People, we may, <laughs> we on. may wind up. Well, it's not even political. It's just you know the world out there as it is right now is starting to feel like Star Wars, right? Like, you know, maybe there'll be a group of rebels to stand for honesty or what are rebels, what are rebels, what is their motto? Like, what is their mission? Their mission is to play Star Wars Squadrons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's technically not, not the rebels, though. That's the New Republic, isn't it? Oh, true, 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 true. This yeah, is the, there's no this more. Is, they're not rebels anymore. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. This is after. This now is I thought what? you didn't want to get political, right? I mean, come on. 